Hello, welcome to Recruiting is No Joke. I am your host, Joel Lalji. Welcome to uh, everybody who's out there in LinkedIn. Uh, this is episode 27. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't know. It's well, past 25, which is good. It means uh, <laughs> haven't given up too early. But I want to give a, a quick shout out to uh, Brightheart, our sponsor. Um, if you didn't see the last video I posted of them, they have introduced AI into their technology. Uh, so you can do some really cool things like transcribe your interviews, summarize them with just the click of a button, which is amazing. I think it's going to save a ton of time. Wish I had that when I, when I was doing more recruiting. And then, guys, get into the Shine community. It's a community that Brightheart has made for TA professionals. So if you're looking for just other TA people that you can connect with and relate with, um, definitely join that community. It's growing. Uh, and obviously right now, a lot of us are not in the greatest of situations. So this is an awesome place for you guys to connect, get access to jobs and just, you know, even have someone to, to just connect with. Um, and I'm a big believer in communities. So uh, thank you so much, Bright Hire, for the sponsorship. And next week, we're actually going to be adding another sponsor as well, which I am super excited about. Uh, and I'll announce that next week. But Without further ado, I want to uh, welcome our guest today. So, Christine, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Why don't you give us a, uh, what do they call it, like an elevator pitch of, uh, <laughs> what do you give us just like a, an intro, like who who are you, what do you do, and uh, and then we'll jump into the conversation. And guys, as always, come on, let us know who's out there. Maybe you already have, and I'm just not seeing the comments, but uh, get out there and we can so we can say hi as well. Yeah. Uh, I am Christine Redd. I am currently the VP of Talent and Culture for Alert Media. I've cool. uh, been in the SaaS high growth space for, I'm going to age myself, probably almost 20 years now. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Recruiting is No Joke. I wanted to give a quick shout out to my sponsor, Bright Hire. The old way of hiring just doesn't cut it anymore, and my friends at Bright Hire are here to help. Bright Hire is the leading interview intelligence platform for improving quality of hire at talent-first companies. Their technology records and transcribes interviews and creates a set of highlights you can revisit and share to streamline the process, improve the candidate experience, and give teams better information to make the best possible hiring decisions. If you're looking to improve your quality of hire and reduce bias in your hiring process, visit brighthire.com today and let them know Joel sent you. Now back to the episode. Thanks again. Um, have that uh, have that bug, I guess, of the love, the, the chaos that comes with high growth. It is a roller coaster. We see that right now. Um, and uh, yeah, so right now I'm overseeing recruiting, um, as well as our culture and DEI teams. Um, also currently, uh, the past two months been interim chief people officer. So very cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, why don't, uh, I always start the podcast. Um, every podcast I've ever started in this space, I always just ask like, how did you get into recruiting people, HR? Like how did you, how did you get into, um, this function within within uh, the business. Yeah, there's always a story, right? I mean, I think <clears throat> maybe one day we'll have a time where our kids are like, I want to be a recruiter when I grow up, but I haven't heard that yet. So <laughs> um, like others, I fell into this. Uh, I 
Went, went to school, uh, originally wanted to uh, be a speech writer for the president of the United States because I am good at speech uh, and I'm good at writing. And uh, so I got a degree in speech communication, which I do believe I did use, obviously, on a daily yeah. basis. Just didn't use it in my intended way. Um, found out that you can't graduate and just write speeches for the president. I mean, I thought maybe I could at 22, but didn't. So um, got in and then um, got into a very specialized part of HR relocation, mm. um, which was which is not typical, but that was kind of my first instance into HR and uh, then worked uh, from there and went to a HCM company and did more on the kind of the client side, yeah. found out uh, I was working with a lot of HR people and thought that they were all kind of cool people. And I really liked what their questions were, what they were doing and went back and got my MBA and specialized in HR and started out actually on what I would say the core HR ops side of things. And so I spent the first, I don't know, 10 years of my career as an HRBP and then uh, kind of segued off to specializing in recruiting. I dip back and forth between HRBP, recruiting, I, you know, culture, I tend to have my hands. I, I like to kind of go back and forth. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how I grew my career was starting in HR and then kind of grew it and developed into the talent acquisition space, um, which has been helpful uh, to me just because sometimes there is a little tension depending on what companies you've worked for between HR and recruiting, right? We want to hire, hire fast. And sometimes HR is like, whoa, slow down. We have policies and procedures to follow. So coming from that world, uh, plus with all the legalities, I kind of understand that piece. So it's been helpful uh, to educate my teams on sometimes why there's some of the push and pull and like, let's work together. Yeah. Um, and then Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Recruiting is No Joke. I wanted to give a shout out to Teal. Teal is an all-in-one job search platform that provides job seekers with an integrated resume builder, job tracker, LinkedIn optimization, contact management, and many more tools. Their new features include GPT-powered AI functionality to help run an effective job search. Over 200,000 people have trusted Teal to land their next job. Install their Chrome extension and get started for free at www.tealhq.com. That's www.tealhq.com. Thanks so much for listening and appreciate your support. Love that. The culture thing I think is a natural kind of spinoff of recruiting because I think it's so important when you bring on an employee. Um, that that culture piece can can make or break you as as if that employee wants to stay and grow with you. So that's kind of how I fell in, as most do. I think I've only met one or two people in our industry um, that set out and knew that they wanted to be a recruiter. Uh, it's so rare. You know what? It's it's so Are funny. You it's rare. <laughs> I've, I've Did had you one. Thinking you were going to be a recruiter? No, no, I I did not. But I've had one person on the show one out of all the 27 episodes and then also like the 40 episodes on the show before i think i've only had, I've had one person maybe it's two people i had, had somebody who wanted to go into hr 
and then one person who actually did want to go in the in the TA and uh it's it's super interesting because it's like I mean I run into this all the time when I'm doing these TikTok lives and I, a lot of people don't even know like recruiting is a thing it's it's just yeah. not you know it's just not really talked about but I do think that particularly like last year maybe it's with like the emergence of more like recruiters building brands um definitely did see like more people being like hey i want to be a recruiter like how did you get into it and uh you know it's hilarious because it's like people always like how did you get into recruiting i'm like well a friend was in recruiting and they said you should get into recruiting or you know it's like i was in it what the common one is yeah i was interviewing somewhere and they're like yeah you're good with people you should be a recruiter and then it's like how do you how do you manufacture that so it's like okay we'll go apply at a big agency and do this but it's it's sure. just it's just unique because lots of people they find their different paths into it um and we were talking before it's obviously a challenging time for talent acquisition and and recruiting uh right now and there's a lot of recruiters on the market um and i think you know if you want to get into this field like it's kind of like a grit grittiness toughness like you got to be able to be agile sometimes you might end up on agency sometimes you're internal and um you know the sentiment over the last couple of years oh yeah internal it's super steady and obviously we, or it's very um you know it's stable <laughs> clearly it's clearly it's not at times so um I'm, I'm curious from your perspective like you know obviously you've been in talent acquisition for a good amount of time so like what are some of those uh what do you think some of the the trends that you've really seen emerge I, i'm more curious out of like you know the last couple of years with the pandemic right and just like mm -hmm. um what are some of those, like, those big changes you've seen you know when especially when you're talking about like culture and like what people expect and like mm, how we're communicating right. this like through, throughout the process like what are some of those big changes you've seen from a Canada perspective, is that what you yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, what they're like, looking for, what they want, yeah. What they're looking for, and then how, like how we even go about recruiting people and like having those conversations with people. Like, what's changed in your mind? Yeah, I think what's changed, or maybe <laughs> I don't know. Maybe my team says you've ensured that this changes. Is I think we got really, really used to falling back on electronic communication and email. And I don't know, maybe it was just me looking in my email box, but my email is just full of junk, right? Like you get subscribed oh. to things that you shouldn't be. Like my Gmail is crazy. It's, I don't, I look at it once a day and I'm like, oh, it scares how me. Many, how, how many, how many you got in there right now? How many? How okay. Many? I keep my work email super clean. When, when my work right. e inbox goes over 30, uh, but my personal email box. Okay. If my team is on this, please <laughs> close your ears. Uh. Um, it's it's definitely over ten thousand. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at mine right now. It's thirteen thousand eight hundred. Okay, do you so so if I'm reaching out to you right, and yeah. you're a passive candidate, and yeah. I and I've got your Gmail, you're mm -hmm. likely. Who knows if you're even gonna see me? So I the one thing that we all have tied to us is our cell phone, and so I've been a big proponent of right. Now I also know though, I don't pick up the phone if I don't know who's calling. Me. Look, I'm Cause... I'm 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 on this I'm on do not disturb <laughs> from nine Thanks. to five because I got those <laughs> car warranty people calling me like I'm sick right. of it. 
I was like, just <laughs> do not disturb. You know, I'm not interested in a car warranty. I never will be. Okay. But after five, you are. <laughs> after five, yeah. After five. Maybe. And then as soon as it goes off, do not disturb. I get at least hit up three times. It's really bad. Um, but but we do. We are tied to our cell phones, and so utilizing, um, you know, while calling's great, a lot of people like me, I, I'm not going to pick up the phone if I don't recognize email or the, the excuse me, the, the number. A lot of our carriers now protect us. And if you're not in a contact, it goes directly to voicemail. So the one thing that is much more applicable is to just text mm. your candidates, right? And so texting them, even to text them, hey, I'm about to call you, um, you know, for five minutes is what I think has kind of been um, the change more recently is how do we get to the talent the right way? Um, and that takes a little extra work um, by finding the phone numbers, you know, texting. It is, so, by, you know, something like a, a voiceover IP where you can type and text helps, but you know, otherwise, I mean, I'm, I'm old school. I just sit and I can sit and text somebody, but to me, texting has kind of been the game changer. Um, and more recently than I, I know five years ago, I think we were all emailing candidates and saying like, do you want to chat and let's schedule a chat? And that's just, it's gonna, it's only look. this is why I'm such a big proponent of brand building because I, I mean, I text people. I mean, no, no, I don't text. People. I message people a lot, and I get mm -hmm. good response rate from people because they've seen me on their newsfeed, right? They've seen me right. over and over and over and over and over, and probably too much. Uh, but you know, it's like I get good response rate from people because they're like, oh, I kind of know this person. I've, I've mm -hmm. seen him. Um, but when you think about something like ChatGPT, you know, it's mm -hmm. like this AI coming in. I think somebody, maybe it was Hung Lee, he. Uh, on recruiting brain food mm -hmm. he made it did a tweet and he was just like he's like yeah i predicted that like spam is gonna get really good like we're gonna see start seeing really highly personalized good spam oh yeah and then it's just gonna be like a spam good spam overload and then we're gonna have this whole new dilemma of like is it a real person reaching out to me <laughs> not it's, so, I, I, so then yeah. it's like you know it, it's it, it create it i think reach out it's, and it's only going to get noisier and noisier and noisier. And maybe the first time you see something and it's like, hey, Christine, and it's like got very personalized. And somehow it like, you know, you're like, oh, my gosh, this is, it's, this is a great email. But then it's like you start to see a flurry of these because LinkedIn's going to be adding these types of mm -hmm. tools. Every company's trying to figure out how to add some sort of AI into what they're doing. Um, it's just like it, it's like that's a lot of noise. So then it's yeah. like, well, how do you break through noise? And it's like, okay, is it hyper-personalization? Maybe, but, you know, maybe this, it's a, maybe maybe it's a text or a phone call, but it's like we're getting, a lot of people are like, yeah, AI will replace certain parts of what we do. Uh, and I think messaging is one of those things and candidate outreach is one of those things they're predicting. But I'm like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how much I, I think that, I don't know. What are your thoughts? I, I, uh, I was just talking about this. I think we've talked about this a lot this week um, on my team. And I had just come off of the weekend. I don't know if you've seen the new movie, Megan. 
I have um, not. That came. Okay, well, it scares me. Too busy with Love Is Blind. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm I'm caught up there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, Megan is basically a robotic, very lifelike friend for kids. Uh, okay. So it's the it's a great it's an interesting movie, kind of until the end. Um, but I was like, oh, this reminds me of Megan. It's kind of scary, you know, like, I don't know how I feel about this. Um, so we're kind of in research mode of, you know, is this, is this something that is worth looking into? And if you remember, what was it? Five years ago, Olivia was around AI. Um, oh, yeah. Olivia, there's a couple others. Those never took off. Um, because there's always some errors. And uh, my recruiting manager told me today, you know, that's the one thing that I keep coming across is it's good, it's good, it's good until it's really bad. And it makes some critical mistakes. So when you talk about branding, right? And you're, I'm thinking as a candidate, I'm talking to you. And then you say something really off-putting that doesn't match your brand. Um, now, now all of a sudden, I don't know. Well, I don't yeah, know. It, it, it can be good and bad. There's a lot of people, I think, you know, even when it comes to content, like obviously like, you know, on a, on a platform like LinkedIn, there's a lot of written content. Twitter is yeah. a lot of written content. And, you know, it's like there's, I, there's already people who are using like AI to write. Yeah. write posts. Right. And I don't because I feel like there's an, there's an authenticity piece, which is hard to like, that's the only, that's the value we've got, right? It's authentically being human at that point becomes a value and mm-hmm. um you know but again video like i think video it's going to become more and more of like a hard thing for people like you we're not going to be able to it's going to be hard it'd be hard for the like our conversation right now to be done by you know robots. deep fake robots right <laughs> right <laughs> uh it'd be just that would defeat the whole purpose like we're, we're connecting I'm, I'm curious like what are we what are you seeing right now with 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 like candidates too with like conversations like uh, you because obviously like 18 months ago we're going through you know the great resignation there i've seen rumor mongerings around like the great regret that they call they call the great reset i've seen all these words right i don't know what we're calling this (laughs) and now you got the great regret where everybody's regretting moving from their companies because they they, uh but I, i guess like how are you approaching conversations or how are you training your team to approach conversations when it comes to candidates that maybe concerned or they're like yeah you know with all the layoffs right now like i think i'm gonna stay put like um how how do you kind of address that with your team to to kind of talk to candidates and and how you how do you kind of proactively kind of go against those types of uh right reservations well that's the fun part of our job right like the sales pitch um i mean i'm a big proponent of it doesn't uh, what is 10 minutes out of your day to find out about an opportunity. And I think a lot of the opportunities that come across um, in our lives in general, whether it's jobs, career, whatnot, any experiences, um, if we don't take the time just to listen for the five or 10 minutes, um, you might have a great opportunity to just walk right by you. uh, And you just didn't take that five or 10 minutes. I would rather, I've told my team this, I would rather have somebody not running away from an running away from a company, um, but running towards an opportunity mm. uh, is is kind of my mindset. So you know, normally that's kind of what what I would I've always recommended is 
just touch base for 10 minutes, even if it's not the right time now, kind of goes back to branding, right? Like branding yourself as I'm here, I'm a resource. Maybe, maybe you're not the right person. Maybe you're not definitely looking. Maybe this isn't the right, you know, this isn't the right marriage, so to speak, but they might know somebody. And I think a lot more people now are more open to having chats than say five years ago, because five years ago, if you weren't somewhere for two and a half plus years, you were a job hopper and that has gone out the window, right? Like there is this whole job hopping thing. So long as you're somewhere for a year, you're not job hopping. Um, anyway. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta be able to show the vet, like, it all comes down to like, can you show the value of like what you've had to learn or like what you've done in, in your last position? And then at the end of the day, there's lots of layoffs as well. So it's like, mm -hmm. you know, if you get laid off after a year, I don't think if, if there's an HR recruiting person, that's like, you know, looking at people as job hoppers right now, I'd, I'd be like, I don't know what world you're living in. Like, right. I, I wouldn't want to personally, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, yeah, I don't want to work for you anyway. So, uh, <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, you, you know, you still have, some hiring managers that feel this way, but um, explaining the situation of what has occurred from COVID through now, right? I mean, we can't look at it that way. No, you're um, like, are you are you paying attention? What about, we got, <laughs> we got a question here and uh, it's not really a question, it's a comment. Okay. LinkedIn user, that's the reason we can't see it is because it's, um, it's like a third party, we're streaming third party, so you've got privacy settings on. Um, so I apologize for who this is. It could be Jason here, I don't know, okay. Some, somebody else, but it says, I struggle with recruiters never following up, closing the loop, in the hunt for an executive role, and having a hard time with recruitment and follow up. I, I guess, like the reason I'm highlighting this, and, and yeah. you know, I think a lot of people are kind of going, you know, can kind of go through this with recruiters. And I'm, I'm curious, like you know, with these executive positions, or like let's say you're a consultant and you've got kind of a unusual, like I've seen a lot of like change manager people where it's it's a struggle to communicate, like what is it that, that you do. What's your, what, what are your tips for someone who's like in this type of position, like executive high level looking for something, um, but having some trouble with just recruiters and they're not following up. Like what would be your advice in this situation? Um, I mean, I, unfortunately, you know, that's, that's where I think we get the bad name from, right. Is, is recruiters that don't do their communication properly and ghost candidates. I've heard that that is happening a lot right now. I don't know why. Um, there's yeah, and it's recruiter on recruiters right now. Recruiters. Yeah. Recruiters. Yeah. Terrible. And, and I, I guess I think, I mean, there is a reason why possibly that we see an uptick is because there are potentially more candidates right in the pool. And so we have that many more people to have to follow up with. Uh, but sorry, like still do your job. Um, you know, I mean, if if you're an ex, if you are in the hunt for an executive role, VP plus, I would really say you need to hook up with an agency, especially at this point. I mean, really, C level executive searches are often done at the agency level, um, and and so, Joel, somebody like you know you and your company, um, and then otherwise. If it's on LinkedIn and it is posted and that's a job that you are really wanting, find who at that company. Just start messaging. Get get to them. Um, there's typically first name dot last name at company.com is 90%, right? And if it's not that, it's first initial last name. 
um, if you can't get to them, uh, you know, if you want to get to them personally and reach out to, you know, the head of HR, the head of, of talent and see who you can get in front of. Um, I am much more, I get a million and a half messages every day and um, 1.2 million of those is people trying yeah, to I mean, you've got an inbox software. With, you've got an inbox with 10,000. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's personally, <laughs> my LinkedIn one's not that much better though, but it's mainly people trying to sell me stuff. Now, if yeah. it's a candidate that comes to me and says, Hey, I applied to your VP of accounting role and I'm really interested in this. I take that and send that to the recruiter that's working on it. Mm. Uh, you've taken the extra step. I'm going to take my extra step as well. So I would definitely try to find a connection outside of, you know, just hitting apply. And yeah. And, and look, recruiters I, I, that ghost, I mean, you know what? All the recruiters that are on this show right now don't ghost candidates. I mean, there's this thing called bulk reject if you want to reject people. At least, at least tell them they're not in the running anymore somehow. And I think that was the point, right? It's like, it's the closing loop. But also, you got to keep in mind right now, that's a good chance that recruiter could have even been laid off. Like, you just don't, right now, right now, you, it's, it's you know, and I'm not saying that's happened or making that concession, but but I also say, like, look, in general, if you don't hear back from someone, move on. Like, just, you, you've got, like, do yourself a favor and just move on quickly because it's, even in sales, you know, like, I'm in sales, I get ghosted all the time after mm-hmm. sending a proposal. And it's just like, you can beat yourself up over and over and over, but really the best solution just, it is just to kind of move on. And I think with executive level too, it's like really tapping into that network and like, mm-hmm. think, okay, if you're, if you've been an executive, you probably know other people who are executives, like tap in that network really, really hard. Sure. I wouldn't necessarily rely on, you know, even just, recruiters like i'd be looking at like who are who are the other vps i know like in a lot of those jobs you know there's a decent amount of those jobs which maybe you hear about it before it gets posted or or you can kind of catch him at that point and uh so that would be some advice and chris has got a a good question here which i think is a really good question uh just asking like you know and i'm I'm curious i'm always curious with like you've been on you've been on hr as well so it's like um you get how the hiring managers, you know, it's like not recruiting is a part of their job, probably the part that they don't really even enjoy. They're like, Oh, this is a headache. I got to get this place. I'm trying to work on whatever projects I'm working on, you know, but I know this is urgent. So how, how do you keep, you know, what advice would you give to someone who is in a recruiter seat that may be struggling to get a hiring manager engaged? Like how do how do you kind of coach your team on that? Uh, well, my recruiters will always have a kickoff with hiring managers and setting expectations. And you can set the expectation day in and day out. We want feedback within 24 hours. You're not going to get the feedback in 24 hours because that hiring manager is getting pulled in 15,000 different directions. Yeah. Um, I usually, you know, we, we, we do joke. I mean, you should get to know your hiring managers, right? Anyways, and say like, you know, we are at the heart of us. We're recruiters, all of us. We're, that means we're professional stalkers. So if you don't come to me with your feedback in 24 hours, I will find you and I will get the feedback from you, right? It is important. And I think as long as you're communicating that to your hiring managers, the why. Why is it important? Because candidates need the feedback. We need the feedback. What are we doing? 
while there might be plenty, of, it depends on, on what we're uh, recruiting for. We're still having trouble in certain areas, right? Finding the right talent. It's not like there's a plethora of talent just out there. That's uh, it's, I laugh when I hear like, isn't it so much easier now? Cause people are laid off. Like, no, <laughs> like unemployment is still really low right now. Um, you know, so yes, I, you know, in certain areas, but, uh, regardless, you want to have a great candidate experience that, that includes a streamlined process. And so explaining to the hiring manager, the candidate experience and how important that is and how that sets the tone. If a candidate wants to join us as well. Um, I think helps. And sometimes you have to not babysit, but, you know, pull the hiring managers along, but enough badgering, they kind of get used to like, oh, she really isn't joking. Like she wants that feedback within 24 hours. Um, and so engaging them that way, setting the expectation, following up and not just, you know, pushing it off. I, I just, you just can't let it go. I mean, I'd put a meeting on their calendar, call them, whatnot. It's fair all around. And, and quite honestly, the hiring managers can forget, right? Oh, I interviewed four different people over the last three days. You can mix up your candidates if you don't do feedback properly. Look, this is, um, yeah, I mean, this is, this is why I do some of the content that I do. Right? I, I, I'm giving, I give everybody the opportunity on some of these memes. So you can just tag your hiring manager. That'll give them the nudge. Yeah. Tag them on, tag them on <laughs> one of those. They might be annoyed, but no, don't ever do that. Yeah, I think I think it's. Uh, do you think it's been? Do you think it's harder now? Or I guess I, I mean, I guess it is harder. But one of the things you said, you know, we're not getting this, that FaceTime right. Everything's like remote, and um, has that made it harder then to to kind of keep hiring managers engaged? Like I just figure, like you know, when when you're in the same building, you're in the same place. You know, maybe it's just easier to go and, and kind of keep people engaged. And now we're remote; like there isn't necessarily as as much of, you know, it's not as easy to do. Like, have you seen a change in that? Or are you like, hey, you know, you just have to be more more intentional? Yeah, I mean, not necessarily. Probably not as much in in my industry because I've been in tech so long and in tech or SaaS. I mean, we're so Slack heavy. If you don't have Slack, you're using Teams, right? And so. Most companies, I feel like, have some type of instant messaging platform that that we're yeah. using. Yeah. Um, and if you don't, then you know I would say get your hiring manager's cell number and, and text um, text them or set up a, a, a debriefing or something after they're interviewing. Set up regular touch points um, so that you're not kind of having these black holes of mis you know no communication. Um, so. No. Now, granted, I will tell you, I've been remote for way longer than most people have. So I've worked remote for almost 16 years. Wow. 100% remote, right? Um, and so that's a lot longer than most people have. Um, and so I've become very used to that of how to engage people remotely. Um, and then, you know, now we've got, we've got people that are hybrid as well. And so it's, it's a, it's a mixed bag that I think we are all working in right now, but I think it's all about setting expectations and explaining the whys behind it. Um, and, and, and honestly, I mean, recruiting and hiring, it's one of the most important jobs a manager has. It's yeah. And it's, it's funny. Cause I, it's when I look at a lot of like, 
even like hiring manager job descriptions, there's not always a huge emphasis on, uh, and I've been thinking about this a lot, like it should be just more emphasis on those positions, which are hiring managers around like recruitment. And uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's how, I guess, um, what, what are your thoughts in terms of like, one of the things I read recently too, was there's been like more of a trend now of like, even I, I forget where I read it. I read it in an article the other day where it was like, um, tech talent it's like they they won't respond to agencies as much then they will respond to like internal recruiters a little bit more but then like now there's like this hey i want to i want to i want the hiring manager to be sending me the message yeah, so is that right like i guess in that situation like how do you is that something you guys have experimented with like do you think we're gonna have to see more of that where we're kind of like coaching hiring managers and like hey this is how you can approach people like what are your thoughts with that i think when you have super niche like roles um or very high level roles it is it can be used to an advantage uh to have your yeah your you know vp or svp of engineering do the second reach out, right? Like you've got your list and you, you know, one reach out, right? Oh, we're recruiters. One reach out doesn't do it anyway. So, you know, you, you have to hit people how many times. So one of those, let's throw in, you know, your, your head of engineering, if it's a, if it's a, a senior software engineer, maybe a really niche type of um, technology or whatnot can definitely help because they can talk that talk and it is something different. I think anytime you have something that's different, that candidates go, wow, I'm used to recruiters reaching out. I'm not used to uh, the head of engineering at a thousand person company reaching out to me. You've struck their ego, right? So now they'll maybe they'll bite and go, all right, let's chat. I like that. It, it, it's about time. It's time though. Right. I mean, and that's, that's the thing is it depends on how lean your team is, how many roles you have open, how open your company is to doing some of that. Like you can help all of that along. And that's why I don't think it, it it's for every role. I think you have to pick and choose because that definitely takes time. And yes, I have definitely done that in the past. It's been actually a little while since we've, um, I felt the need to do it. Um, we do a lot of A-B testing with messaging, though, on what works, what doesn't, and looking at response rates. Are you, are you doing anything with, um, I'm always curious about this, too, with, like, video or, like, what, what are your thoughts around, like, video, like, using video within the recruitment process? Uh, you, like, during reach out? Yeah, yeah, during reach out or even uh, I've seen people like using it as like follow up or like throughout the interview process as well to kind of keep people engaged. Is that something yeah. you've looked at? I would try it. Um, I've seen it more so on the candidate side. We haven't really tried it for reach outs per se, but we are such a YouTube society. I mean, TikTok, you know what I mean? We are video consumers. And so this is uh, a video. This is a video. That's right. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> um, so being able to save my little 90 second spiel and what I would, you know, or less, I could probably get out a lot more words than what I could type. Um, that's actually really interesting. Have you tried it? I, yeah. I mean, look, I, I've tried to, I have tried video with like 
DMs on LinkedIn because they've had that yeah. function for a long time. Mm -hmm. I personally haven't found like too much success with it, but it's because like when I show up in the DMs and video, I, I don't like I this is a while ago that I tried it and it was just like people just it can be kind of like invasive too, you know? It's like mm. it's the same with like it's like do you really want to watch a video from someone you don't know and like it, you know it can it can be odd so I think you said it before too. It's like it's trying to figure out like where do people and how do people want to be reached out to. So like text message, I think yeah. is great. But for some people, it it is a phone. For some people, it's email, and and it's uh, it's. I think with a lot of this, it's like it's hard to scale. It's hard to understand like where people are at because each person's different, and that's that makes it even harder to to scale. It makes the challenges different. What what for you guys? I mean, obviously you mentioned too with like, obviously we got layoffs and. There's been a lot of laughs and I think the perception can be sometimes like, Hey, now it's just super easy. We can just kind of, <laughs> we'll just pick people out of the, the, the air randomly and everything will work out. But I guess what are some, what are some of like those kind of challenges you're seeing in just in terms of like the way that people are approaching the job search, like the, the kind of the thoughts that candidates are having, or even just yeah. like, like, I really give candidates a lot of credit right now. Um, those that are laid off are not, are still being choosy and I like it. I mean, I'm glad that they are. Um, I, I know there, there's a lot of frustration out there. I think much more in different buckets, right? I think recruiters are just, are having a, a heck of a time right now. Um, and so, you know, having a lot of interviews possibly or not getting a lot of interviews, um, but I am still seeing people that are laid off are still being super choosy and really asking like the hard questions and really researching the, the company and asking some of the tough questions um, as well. And so I think it's making, I think the layoffs are making people while we need jobs they want to be make they want to make sure where they go they don't have to do this again in 3 months and so i i give i give people that are unemployed but are still being choosy a lot of credit like in doing that due diligence because i think for the long term it makes sense i mean you, yeah. we don't have a crystal ball right like you'll never know per se I but know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I wish. I, I, right? I wish I knew exactly. Yeah, but no, I'm sure just, you know going through it once and then having to go going you know you hear the stories like oh this is the second time in nine months right I mean that's it's that's really hard mentally. Um, so yeah, and I saw it was um, I think it was yesterday. There was a recruiter who, and obviously like I'm connected with a lot of recruiters and. Uh, they were like, yeah, I had like 134 applications and then it was like 33 interviews, two panel interviews, two take home things. And it's like, I mean, it was just clear, like they worked really, really hard. And, and mm -hmm. um, but it, it's a challenge because people are in different situations. I always tell people like when you're in an interview, you know, it's like you may you may forego an opportunity because someone else is willing to take less. So they're willing to do something that maybe you're not willing to do. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting, but I think also too, with the hard questions, like I'm glad people are asking hard questions, but it's also, it's people don't always know the answers, you know, like, I don't think right, that's true. it's, you know, it's like, cause I used to say that, like when I meant when the layoffs were kind of beginning, I was like, yeah, well, if you're interviewing somewhere, ask them really hard questions, but 
people don't always know or have the answers in the interview as well. Um, you know, and it's like, you know, I've placed people where unfortunately a couple months later they're getting laid off and it's like, I pushed them to ask the hard questions and maybe they did ask the hard questions, but even then the person you're interviewing might not be on in on, on what's going on. Or, right. Um, well, I mean, there's things change constantly. Exactly. Right. I mean, I think, uh, six months ago, not even maybe, maybe three, three months ago, everything pointed to, you know, by June, July, this is all going to turn around. It's going to turn around. It always does. Yeah. Is it going to turn around by June or July? I don't know. Uh, you know, there's been some more recent events that have, haven't made this any easier. Um, and has, you know, has just made Wall Street a little unsteady and, and whatnot. And so we can never know everything. Um, and, you know, but what you can do is check things like culture, right? And comment and ask those questions. You know, I see this trend um, on your reviews that talk about blank. Uh, culture, sh culture is super duper important to, you know, how you're going to feel about your job. Um, and so those questions I think are important. Are you a good, you know, do you fit in with that culture and that environment? Because not every environment is cracked up, you know, is, is, is for everybody. Right. Yeah. And I think this is also something which we're, I think we're going to see a more of a trend towards in the future as well as with like, you know, employer branding and like, you know, the and like kind of what's being, I guess, put out there for culture as well, because I think, you know, there's, this, there's that old ad, adage. I saw it yesterday where someone's like, you know, recruiting is sales. And it's like, I think there's salesmanship in recruiting, but it's like, mm -hmm. you don't want to be selling people. Like, I think that in my mind is like, okay, you want to also be transparent about like, mm -hmm. what is, what is the environment? And I think we'll, we'll see that shift. And, you know, even just thinking too, like contract work, you know, I think contract mm -hmm. will see more of that in the future, particularly with, um, you know, like Gen Z and like some of these younger generations that are coming into the workforce is like, they're just more agile and they can be like, all right, yeah. well, I'm a, I'm a, I'll contract myself out in multiple ways. Um, and I've even just heard a lot of like talent leaders recently who are in, you know, VP of talent or some of these higher level roles going, you know, what? actually for my next role, like, cause I've, you know, maybe been laid off a couple of times. Like mm -hmm. I want to be more of a fractional consultant. And so, um, you know, I, I wonder if that, you know, that's more of a trend too, where we'll see. Like, I think so. You know, with like maybe smaller organizations, but mm -hmm. then obviously you're going to ha always have a core group of, uh, of employees, but it's, it's really interesting. And I think that's what kind of keeps us all, you know, especially just in TA in general, it's just kind of keeps it exciting. You don't know what's yeah. going to happen, but obviously like right now it also, I'm getting some thicker skin. Uh, it's my first time kind of going through like the real, like, you know, some economic changes. I'm like, all right, this is, it's learning, right? It's like, yeah, a lot of us are learning in this. So, uh, well, why don't, why don't, uh, I'd, I'd love to just usually end the show around 40, 45 minutes. So we're coming to the end, but I, I'd even just touching on that. Like if, if, if there was someone out there who's let's say two, three years in their career and maybe gone through a couple layoffs, like what would you, I guess what advice would you give them or what types of thing? what advice would you give someone who's like a, recruiter that's earlier on in their journey and mm. through this like what words of wisdom would you have for him right now of like 
what what you'd want to hear if you were going through that that time in your career yeah i mean i did right i mean you i've been in this in, in SaaS for 20, almost 20 years i've been laid off multiple times um that's that's you know that that is what it is um and that's you know, layoffs will always uh, be around. What would I say? I would say be open. Um, there are so many opportunities that lend itself to making you well-rounded. And so while you are a recruiter right now that got laid off, and if we're having a trouble, you know, if it's, if it's hard right now to find a recruiter role and you, 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 need a, a job, expand your skills. I mean, there's so many other areas that you could go into sales. I mean, at the end of the day, we do do a lot of selling, right? We are, we are positioned. We've got to sell our companies. We have to sell the opportunity. And while you can do that and be um, transparent and empathetic, I'm the first one to tell my recruiting team, heck, I'd rather scare somebody and say, you know, like this, it's is a ever changing environment. It's not the environment for everybody, right? Like when you go into a to a high growth SaaS company, um, but you're still, you know, you're still selling. However, you can go and you could be customer success. That's a huge area of growth right now, um, where you're a relationship builder. I mean, that's mm -hmm. what recruiters are at the end of the day. We build relationships. If you're a good recruiter, you are building relationships, and so the relationships that you build today, you might come back two years from now and go, you know what? I'm looking for X, Y, Z. I know I talked to somebody and, you know, that person was, you know, whatever. Um, and you, you build these relationships. So what else can you possibly do and how do you draw those lines? Um, I think the more experiences that you have make you a better recruiter over time. You can jump back and forth um, into those different different areas. You can go on the HR side, right? Um, you could go and be, you can go back and forth between internal and agency. I've been on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> They're both such, you know, in RPO, right? And all of this and like what, what you said, fractional. Uh, they're all such good experiences and bring, uh, at the end of the day, you are so well-rounded and set yourself up for, you know, later in life that you can pull on those experiences and kind of do best practices from all of those. That's what I would say. Don't get bummed out. Um, it's not, you know, it's, it's not, it's not you if you're a recruiter and you're having a hard time, but think outside of the box and use your network. I love that. And I would really tell people now, like, especially if you're younger in your career, you have to build your network. Um, start early and don't let, just build and talk to people and meet people and join other, you know, meetups and join advisory boards if you can and get involved with your different communities because that's going to help you in times like this. So, uh, yeah, I remember hearing that early on in my career and then it was like, I didn't do anything networking wise for years and years and years. And then, one, you know, once I got into recruiting, then obviously it's like recruiting function of recruiting is, is right. kind of networking, but now even more so in the last five years, I mean, that's been actively networking. I just started a challenge this year of, or just started a challenge last week of trying to meet two people a day mm -hmm. for 365 days or five days a week for a year. So 500 conversations I'm having, I've, I've started having those, but it's been, uh, 
it's like you said, just being open to have those conversations. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, you know, that's to the person who was looking for the job with the executive, you know, with uh, that executive type role, it's the same idea. Like not every networking conversation you have is going to end up in like, Hey, I got a job for you, but things, you know, they come around. And I think once you get the job, a lot of people that's when they stop the networking and then they try Mm -hmm. and turn it up when something happens, but it's like, just keep it going, set yourself a goal. And, um, I love that. It's great advice. Yeah. Well, where, I mean, I where, think that that's both sides, though. You have to give as much as you take, right? That's just, I think, like the universe. So put out and and give advice just as much as you want the advice or you want the favors too, and and that way it's all balanced out. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, where can people find you? Um, TikTok. It sounds like. It's going to be banned. <laughs> what's, the best, what's the best place that people can uh, can reach out, find out, and uh, you know if, if there's if there's different positions as well that you're recruiting for, where can people find that? Yeah, I, obviously you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I do push out a lot of content on LinkedIn. Uh, a lot about obviously I'm in charge of culture, so you get to see a lot about uh, our company, um, Alert Media. Uh, if for those of you that don't know what Alert Media does. Um, we help organizations respond to critical events fast um, using powerful emergency communication solutions. So it's multi-way. That was very apparent this week with the unfortunate events that unfolded in Nashville. Um, so we have fully integrated threat intelligence and employee safety monitoring and emergency communication software. So you can learn about that on alertmedia.com. You can find me on LinkedIn. All the things. I love it. I love it. Well, Christine, it's been uh, an honor to have you on the show. And uh, I think, look, anyone who is out there, um, I'll put put a uh, hyperlink, not hyperlink, I'll just do the like a profile link uh, to Christine's uh, profile when I edit the post. Uh, But definitely, you know, I think definitely reach out. And if you reach out, She's got 10,000 messages in her inbox. Hey, now. Be patient. Be Give me patient. a little time. <laughs> I've, used that, I've used that like five times, right? I, I, I know. I'm never saying this again. <laughs> no, it's all right. I got 12,000. I definitely won't answer. But uh, yeah, I think, um, I, I think you know, when you reach out, I tell anyone, like, reach out to someone on the show. Just be patient with a response. And uh, yeah, I think for all of us right now, like, if you do reach out to someone, just be patient. And like, follow, you know, if you have to follow up, that's a time or two. That's fine as well. Um, mm-hmm. But guys, I, I appreciate everyone who's out there. And I know Anna, um, Nick made just made a great comment just about basically tech recruiters, like potentially being open to different industries. I think it's everything yeah. you said, Christine, like just be open sure. to different things. Um, Krista, appreciate the questions. It's Leslie, uh, LinkedIn user. I can't see your name, but uh, we had a special shout out to uh, Luke Matthews here, who uh, he's a good friend of mine, but uh, everyone who's out there, appreciate the engagement. Remember that next week we'll have another guest as well. Um, I should memorize who the guests are so I, I can make an announcement, but you'll have to just pay attention to next week. I'll make an announcement in the newsletter on who that will be. We'll also have a link to this show in the newsletter. And then stay tuned for next week. We'll get another sponsor that I'm super excited about as well, uh, along with Bright Hire. But if you guys have questions for me, feel free to DM me. I get millions of messages, hundreds of messages, and lots of uh, emails, so I don't always respond, but feel free to follow up with me. And uh, if you are in TA and you're looking for community, go join the Shine community. But Christine, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate all your uh, value and wisdom today, and hopefully uh, 
it was a good experience being on the show and we'll be able to catch up in the future as well yeah that's so much fun thank you so much all right we'll see you i'm gonna end Bye. this broadcast